Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're going to have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're going to have motivational content. You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape or form, feel free to go to xanderfryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at xanderfryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six-figure, multiple six-figure and seven-figure coaches, you can go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs and feel free to set up a quick 15 minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. Welcome friends. My name is Feroz Devecha. I'm a success coach here at HIC and I'm here with Julie Shaler. Julie, how are you doing? I am doing well. Thanks Feroz. Good, good. And so just a little blurb about Julie here guys, before we get into it. So Julie is, she's been working with us here. She's in our accelerator program and she helps leaders get great jobs. And she's truly passionate about helping her clients get laser focused on the exact next steps in their career advancement and execute to get greater career fulfillment and satisfaction. And so I have to say, before we get into this, Julie, I know she's been a little bit under the weather. So thank you for being a champion (laughs) and being here for this interview anyway. You're welcome. Yes, I have been healthy for like two and a half years all throughout COVID and everything. And then of course caught a cold, but it's like 95% better. So it just knows right when we have to do something, we have to do some speaking. Your body's like, hey, I'm going to get you sick real quick. But like I said, thank you. Thank you for being a trooper here. And so let's let's jump right in. So I I always like to start like pre-coaching. That's always interesting to me. So did you do stuff pre-coaching? Did your life exist before coaching? (laughs) It did. Uh, Yeah. So my business background has kind of been through a number of areas. So I started in the family business. Uh, my dad has been an entrepreneur for most of his professional career. So I worked in the family business um, and then moved into midsize in healthcare and then um, ultimately landed at Microsoft. So I was in uh, tech for probably 12 plus years there um, before I was in coaching. So yeah, that was kind of my, my work history before coaching came along. Okay. I can totally relate. I actually, I did engineering for a few years, uh, for about five years before this. So completely different. So what, when you're working at Microsoft, the family business, like what types of things were you doing there? Well, the family business was totally different. Like I had a lot of diversity. So my dad was in tiling and a floor covering business. So, I mean, like at 16 or 15 years old, I'm making tile samples in the warehouse. (laughs) You know, I mean, that was not very glorious work, but I kind of understood the concept of work ethic. And I definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely know that my dad's influence from an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial standpoint was what influenced me today to do what I'm doing now. Um, but then moving my career into, you know, fortune, fortune 500 plus at Microsoft gave me 
a lot of the really good business background and understanding because that's largely the clients that I serve now are mostly corporate Fortune 500 um, people, leaders. And so having worked in that area for a long time, like I get it. Um, I get the challenges, the stresses, the um, just how the business works and that kind of thing. And I think that's really helpful to my clients because I kind of understand where they're coming from. Beautiful. And I love, I just have to backtrack for a second. I love the, the tiling, right. And it has nothing to do with what you're doing today, but like you said, it's that entrepreneurial work ethic. I think that's such a beautiful thing that like you can learn from something like that and, and brought it over today. So actually let's, let's just go down that trail for a second. So how do you feel like that work ethic has translated into your business today? Well, for sure. I mean, I, um, I really have a, like, I really believe in working hard and playing hard, you know, I mean, so the work ethic totally shows up. I have to believe that that's something that's been a contributor to the success that I've had so far is certainly after working with HIC. Um, I'm not afraid of it. Um, I think for me, the big master thing on that is that when you're working hard and you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. And that's how it is for me. And honestly, that's kind of what I want to help all my clients get to that place. Um, because it's, it doesn't feel like hard work. It just feels like kind of a passion project in a way. Yeah. So it definitely did contribute to where I am today for sure. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think that's so important. It's just, like you said, you're the satisfaction you have and it, Truly, it is like our career is such a big thing, right? Our, our what we're doing in this world, how we're contributing is such a big just contributor to our time. Like that takes up most of our time. So if you're in really aligned with what you're doing, that's amazing. And so how do you how do you help your clients in that way? Like what is that process that you do working with them? Yeah, well, the way that I describe it to my clients is like if I were to summarize what I do in just two words, it would be career growth. And so when I, when people get on the phone with me in the beginning, there's usually something that they're unhappy about. So either they're completely bored with their job, or maybe um, they just don't like their work at all, or they feel like they're stuck and they can't advance. And so um, what I tell them and what I have kind of honed into doing in my work is that it really goes, the work that I do with my clients is really in two parts. So one is what I call clarity, because in order to get the end goal of finding work that you love, which is really kind of what it's all about, at least the way I describe it, you have to know yourself. Like you have to know and name things like what do you value and how does that relate to the kind of work or work environment that you want to do? And what are your strengths? Like actually name them and how do those relate to the impact that you can do or the kinds of responsibilities that you want to do? And even things like leadership mindset and understanding the kind of the or identifying like the criteria that you would have for the ideal job. So helping people through that clarity is the first part of what I do. Um, and then the second part of what I do, I call positioning. And that I have a background in certification and personal branding also. And that is just I, I ended up going back and getting that because what I ended up realizing was that I could coach my clients to have all this great awareness, but if they didn't know how to talk about themselves, like they'd, they'd have all this awareness, but they didn't know how to turn that into an interview conversation or a networking, or even how it would relate to the, what their resume would read or their LinkedIn. 
Um, and so that's the second part of what I help my clients with is that positioning. So it's taking all the knowledge that they get through the clarity and then turning that into their professional story, essentially. Um, and so that has really resonated a lot for people, um, either one side or the other, sometimes both, but usually they kind of realize, oh my gosh, I don't have any clue who I am or what I want to do. So the clarity part's really helpful. And then for others, they're like, I know what I want to do, but I have no idea how to go and get it. So that second part is more helpful. And it's, I'm just drawing parallels as you're saying this, but at HIC, we do something kind of, I guess, unconsciously or consciously that's very similar, which is like mindset and then the systems, it's the clarity and then, you know, the branding. And so it's not, I know that's not a hundred percent online, but yeah, those two pieces, it, it feels like in any business, like those are the two pieces you have to have the the softer side of it. And then you have to be able to, to execute and that, you know, the, the pinhead. Yeah. yeah, no, that's totally true. Like if I put it in coaching language, what it's really all about. Like I use the word clarity because that resonates to Mm -hmm. my clients. But if I put it in coaching language, you're totally right. Froze. It's awareness, essentially. Like Mm -hmm. it's awareness and mindset is a huge piece of that. And then it's implementation to your point of the systems and stuff. Cause it's both the, you know, what, what I want and the how, and people usually get stuck in one or the other places, but being able to do both like you guys do is incredibly, incredibly helpful and powerful. Absolutely. So let, let's backtrack. So how, what, what sparked this, this interest in career coaching? Why, where, tell me where, where was this born? <laughs> well, how much time do we have here? <laughs> let's, let's get into it, Julie. Let's get into it. Um, actually, well, the, I'll give you kind of the shorter story of it. Really what ended, what happened if I go back to like when I was in my corporate days at Microsoft is, um, you know, the short story of it is that I got to a point where I was really burned out. Um, At the time I had two little kids at home. I wanted to be present, but I was just so stressed and I was in a really high level, you know, leadership executive level kind of position. And so from the outside, I had everything that looked great, a great boss, a cool job. I was working in the Xbox division and it was, that was kind of at an early time in Xbox. It was a really cool area of the business to be in. I was making a great salary, all the stuff, but inside I was just melting down and I had what I call looking back on it. I had what I, what I now call the soul call, like essentially looking back, I realized that the way I like to describe it is like my soul was just basically saying, Julie, there's something more for you to do in this world. And it's not here anymore. And I resisted it for like two years. I resisted it. And that was not a pretty time for me. Um, But ultimately I did end up leaving that job. And um, just coincidentally, although now that, you know, kind of believing what I believe, I don't think that don't believe that things are by coincidence. uh, But at the time, what happened was one of my colleagues said, Hey, let's take this class in coaching. Cause I was doing some consulting on the side a little bit at the time. And she said, if we, if we learn these coaching skills, it'll help us be better consultants. And I was like, that sounds really cool. I was kind of intrigued with coaching, but didn't really know anything about it at the time. And I took this first class and it was literally like, my eyes were completely opened. Yeah. Yeah. That was totally how it was for me. I was like, this is actually a job. And like you can do this. And it just was one of those just really right fits. And so then I went down the path of getting the additional training and then the certifications through the International Coach Federation. 
And, you know, it's just been an evolution, started a partnership with a couple of other colleagues of mine for a number of years. And then um, that just kind of came to its completion. And, and then I broke out on my own back in April, just about like four months, four and a half months ago. Okay. So I, I don't want to, I want to not gloss over what you mentioned about the, the resistance for the tears, because I think this is, you know, I went through that myself when I was trying to do this and I, for the first time and go on my own. And I think at some level that everybody's going to feel that resistance. And with you specifically with your case, I can totally imagine because like you said, you're at an amazing company, you're doing an amazing project, you have a wonderful salary. So on that one hand, it's like, Julie, you have this made for you. And there's the other part of your, you know, your soul, like you to borrow your language it's saying, Hey, this is not for you. So, you know, what, what was that inner dialogue? And it took two years. So what changed, what lets you break out of that after two years? Um, that's such a good question. Um, I think for me, the real wake up, um, like the inner dialogue was, was very resistant. I think I just kind of shoved it down quite honestly. Like I went through a period that was really dark. Like I was, I was actually depressed for a number of months and I was just, I was kind of basket case, quite honestly, you know, drinking more wine, glasses of wine at the end of the day than I probably should have been and just really coping to, so I was kind of not trying not to listen to the, to the inner voice was what was happening. But um, really the wake up call that happened for me was um, at the time, my son was like two, like two or two and a half. And I was on a business trip and my husband was out of town also. And I got a call from the daycare saying, Julie, um, your son has had three strikes. He bit another kid. You need to come and pick him up immediately. And there I was in a boardroom in San Francisco and of course, like freaking out. And I, uh, I ended up getting the first flight that I could coming home. Um, I think the next morning and we got luckily, you know, we got a neighbor to come and take care of the situation. But when I got home, it was like, I had this epiphany that it was like, he is acting out and he is stressed in his little two-year-old self because of the stress that I was bringing home. Like it never occurred to me that there were ever, ever any connection between how I, I was trying to compartmentalize how I was feeling and come home and try to be a normal wife and mother and stuff. And clearly I wasn't doing that good of a job. Um, because my, you know, your kids and even your family members, especially children though, they, they sense the energy up on it. Yeah, they, they do. They, but at that young age, they don't know how they, they don't know how to respond to it. So he was acting out essentially. Um, and that was just, I just had this moment of clarity of like, oh my God, that is, that's what's happening. And then pretty soon after that, it was pretty clear to me that it was like, this isn't just about me anymore. So it's time for me to take a break and, and leave. So shortly after that was when I gave my notice. So I think, I really do think this, this resonates with a ton of people just thinking about my own story. Like I'm drawing so many parallels. So anybody that's, that's listening to this right now, that's going through this, what, what advice would you give to them? What like actionable step would you give to them? Um, I would say, don't, don't do it alone. For me, that was the thing I, I was trying to survive. I was trying to, you know, be tough, you know, gut my way through it and all of that. Um, 
And, you know, looking back, knowing what I've now learned about beliefs, I know I had a limiting belief of I'm alone, which was totally playing out for why I wasn't seeking help at the time. And so for anyone that is going through that, like, don't, don't suffer, you know, ask, seek help. For me, the turning point on being able to make all these shifts was getting into counseling, quite honestly. Hmm. And actually allowing myself to get the support and the help from people. I mean, I knew nothing about coaching at the time. If I had had a coach, I think that that process would not have been nearly as long. Um, I would have had way better skills and abilities to navigate through a really tough time, but I didn't know any of it. And so, yeah, I mean, that probably would be one of my first um, pieces of advice to people that might be struggling through that. Like, don't struggle alone. Really, there's people out there, whether it's a coach or a best friend or a counselor or whoever that are, that really, this is how we help each other. Beautiful. And it's, there's so many, it could take this so many ways. (laughs) Like entrepreneurship, just to kind of take it that road, it's, it's very lonely. Like it's very, very lonely, especially as an online entrepreneur, when you're in your office and I'm in my office and we're, you know, we're not interacting with people on a daily basis, like being in, you know, being at Microsoft, it's very lonely. And the other thing is, you know, of course, I'm going to make a shameless picture about HIC, but come work with us. But just like Julie said, guys, it's just find somebody, find a counselor, find a best friend, find someone to talk to about it because it's, you're not alone. There's so many people going through this. And again, specifically at, at HIC, you don't have to explain yourself. If you're like, Hey guys, I'm feeling like shit today. Uh, you know, this broke, my <laughs> this didn't work. And everything's like, you know, falling on top of each other it's not something you have to explain because everybody's going through the same thing or everybody's experienced the same thing. So, so true. A huge power in community, specifically in entrepreneurship and even without that. So thank you for that. Yeah. And for us, you know what I won't, I mean, there's, uh, here's what I will say about HIC. Like for me to that very point, you know, I had had a partnership for several years before and we kind of still operated on an Island and it was not successful. It was not. And so when I branched out on my own, the very first thing that I knew was a non-negotiable is that I had to have the community. And that was the biggest, the right community, not just any mm-hmm. community, but that was why I um, decided to be a part of HIC, which has been the best decision that I made. And I 100% for sure know I would not have the success that I've had so far in the first four months without the support and the community of HIC. That's beautiful. And I'll just, I'll kind of say something funny here. So when I, when I started at HIC, I didn't even think that community was that valuable. I, like, <laughs> I thought, like it's a part of it. And in my head from the other side of the table, like, Hey, we have an amazing systems here. Like we have, you know, Xander lays this stuff out so well and it's just like, you know, cookie cutter. And I thought like that was what was important. And then just coaching, you know, seeing all these people go through the process. It's like, that stuff is, yes, it's important, but it's the, the energy, the backing, the support, yeah. all the other stuff that really makes this like lasting. So true. Cause you can get systems and processes and procedures and marketing plans. You can find that stuff anywhere. That's mm-hmm. all out there. If you dig, you can find it, but what you can't find is a really special community that totally has each other's back. And wow. that's so much of what Xander and all of you have created with HIC for sure. 
Yeah. So let's, let's, let's transition. This is a perfect way to kind of change gears. So you came to HIC and you started with us when you started with us. So how long ago was that? Let's, let's just tell the audience there. Yeah. So I started with HIC, I think it was the beginning of March. So, you know, like five months ago, almost six. Um, but then I didn't, I was right in transition. So I didn't actually start my business like open doors for sales until April. So for the most part, April. Okay. So you started in April and when you came in, what was, what was your biggest struggle? Like, what were you going through at that point where you're like, Hey, I need to work with coaches. I need to work with a, a team to help me out. Um, really it was sales and marketing, a lot marketing. That was the biggest struggle. Like I was a good coach. I'd been coaching for a long time, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get clients and I had no systems like, or, or even the ones that I had attempted to do weren't working. And honestly, the, the coaching business that I'd had before, it was literally like throwing spaghetti on a wall. Like <laughs> we just tried like yep. literally everything under the sun. And we never really had, we never really leaned into what was really working. We didn't test. We didn't. So coming in um, for sure, knowing marketing, I would say marketing and sales was the biggest thing that I just had. I knew I had to master and I didn't have the knowledge or skills at the time. Okay. And that that's huge because I think a lot of coaches, pretty much most of the coaches I'd say that we come in with, they're, they're, they're really good coaches. Like they have solid experience on that side. And then it's, it is that gap of like, okay, I, I built an amazing program. I know what I'm doing. Why aren't yeah. clients like groveling at my feet essentially? Yeah, that's and absolutely so, right. Yeah. It's, it's this misconception that like you just build it and they will come and yeah, it's not that you have to put yourself out there. So when you came in, what was your goal? Like when you came in in April, what was your goal to HIC? I mean, honestly, my, my vision is really big. <laughs> I came in and when I talked to Kahal in the very beginning, um, my vision is to be a seven figure business. Beautiful. And I actually wanted to do that within 18 months. Um, and I kind of just put that out there and was a little apprehensive because on the one hand, I thought that people would think I was crazy. Um, and he was like, yeah, no, I, that's totally doable. I know. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and so that's, that's where I started of where I wanted to go to. And then I, uh, in talking to Xander in the very beginning, we kind of broke that down into three segments, you know, first six months, where do you want to be next six months? Um, and so on. And I'm, I hit that first six month milestone a month early, actually. So it's on track, which is like mind boggling to me. Yeah. You've been doing amazing guys for anybody like Julie is, is absolutely crushing it. So how many clients are you working with roughly right now? I have a really heavy client load. Um, I have probably almost 30 individual clients that I'm working with right now, which is you know, there's other things at play. I have to get the program running like HIC has trained and taught us to do. Um, and so that's almost finished, but I do have a full client load. So it's, it's cool. I mean, again, back to the passion, you know, I love, love, love what I do. So even though I'm working with a high number of clients, I don't mind it because it actually is energizing to me because I really just love the work and seeing the transformation that my clients are having in their careers. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Julie, that's amazing. You're, you're really crushing it. And yeah, I'm going to brag on Julie a little bit here, guys. Like she just takes the information and she just runs with it. Like you do, I see the way that like you implement things and it's so powerful. So where do you think that, that skill set? do you think that was learned 
in Microsoft? Was that from your family business? Is that just something that you're innate with? Or did you learn that? Um, that's a good question. I think it's probably maybe a little bit of everything. Um, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that I know that your team has tested and tried what works. And given what I just said about my other business and how we just kind of did this spattering of things and none of it worked, you know, the whole concept of what you teach is just really lean into this one thing. You know, it's that process that you teach us. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Yeah. When you get big and you have a whole team, then branch out, but really focus on the main, make the main thing, the main thing. And so I just really trusted what you have been teaching us. And I can see that it's working clearly because, mm-hmm. you know, the HIC business is just insanely successful. And so that's just what I've been doing is just, you know, following what the, the path that you guys have already built for us and putting it into action. That's beautiful. And this is for anybody that's been doing coaching, like the system that we teach, it's, it's very simple. Like the business model, it's like you said, it's focus on, you know, a couple things and just go forward with that. Like it's simple, but it's not easy. There are, there's ups, there's downs. There's a lot of, um, you know, testing that you'll have to go through, but really it's a very simple business model. So if you execute on it, you know, you're, you're going to be successful. So obviously you're doing very well where you are. Did you have any mindset blocks or did you have any blocks to get here in those, you know, since April, were there any big hiccups for you? Yeah. I mean, the biggest one for me, I mean, I had done a lot of mindset work even before coming into HIC. Cause I, I totally understand how critical that it is, but the biggest challenge for me was actually going to the next level. Like I had been able to move to the level where I could mostly consistently you know, increase my client base and get to maybe an eight, it was spotty, maybe $8,000 a month. If it was a good month, it might be 10, but it kind of hovered down there in the five to 10 range. And it was haphazard. One month would be really high. One month would be several months would be low. And so the biggest challenge for me coming into HIC, given the huge vision that I had was actually to be a $30,000 a month, $50,000 a month mindset, have the mindset of that kind of a leader, not only as a coach, but in as an entrepreneur. And that was the biggest hurdle for me in the beginning. And um, it's been really interesting for us because, you know, Xander teaches us how important the mindset practices are. And I took those into practice and really worked on them every single day. And the crazy, like from probably May, this realization came to me, um, you know, and I had to be at that level. Otherwise I might hit that level and then just drop right back down again. If I didn't have the mindset to hold it at that higher level. And I put the mindset practices into work. And the really crazy thing was that it was almost like my revenue numbers in July, which were over 30,000, which was like three times what I had been it was like, those were almost the validation of all of the inner work that I had been doing. It's like the outer numbers were validating the inner work that Mm -hmm. I was doing around the mindset. It was really, really kind of cool. Julie, I could talk to you about this for three hours. (laughs) I love this stuff so much because it's, you know, we, the, the word mindset gets thrown around so much and it's, it's very, 
it can be very esoteric. It can be a little like, eh, you know, don't, don't really know what you're saying or just like go meditate on it. But I think you, you nailed a point that I just want to highlight, which is, are you, is your mindset at the level of your business? So if you're at a $10,000 a month mindset and your business, you know, hits 30, 40, 50 K yeah, it can happen for a month or even, you know, it can happen for a little bit of time, but at some level it's, it's going to come back down. And it's you, your mind is saying, I can't handle this. I don't know how to do this. Or, you know, if you're at the point where you don't know how to delegate yet, or you don't know how to trust people to do certain you know, critical task, then your business will, will come back down. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you have to, you know, push to that 30 K mindset or that, you know, eventually that, that 80 K mindset, if you want to get to that seven figures. Right. So I love this. So <laughs> going, going back to that, let's stick on mindset for a second here. What, what have you implemented? That's let you hit that 30 K month. Is it just consistency or is there something specific that you're doing that you can share with people? Yeah, I'd say it's a few things. Um, For me, there's a lot around, it sounds so weird and simple, but for me, it's a lot about really being in a place of gratitude. Um, And I do my own practice of just, um, I'd say, censoring my inner dialogue, quite honestly. So anytime what would have happened is that a fear would come up or I would worry about something, I know now that that's just old programming that is trying to keep me quote unquote safe and safe equals being small, you know? And, and so when that kind of stuff comes up right now, it's really just moving into being in a, in a state of gratitude. So I do like gratitude meditations and things like that as regular practice. And I probably would say the other one is the affirmations. I mean, that's another thing that we're taught that people kind of think is woo woo or they don't believe it, but at the end of the day, it's really about rewiring our mental programming. That's kind of what I tell my clients. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes repetition. And so that's why these kind of daily practices of, you know, affirmations or I ams, as Xander talks about, are so powerful. So I do have daily practices where I do that. And, um, you know, just really of abundance, of gratitude and things like that. Um, And then honestly, not just kind of sitting in a Zen and meditating or whatever, but it's also putting it into practice. And so I think that's the other part about mindset change is, yes, you need to really um, have repetition of putting into your brain what you want to be and don't let it, excuse me, run wild in the worries and the doubts and the fears. But it's also, I say, like acting as if, you know, so it's doing that, putting out that social media stuff. Like I didn't do as much social media stuff before I started with HIC and not as many videos. And so it's doing a lot more of that and just pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone. Um, so it's both acting at a higher level and then also thinking at that higher level. That's beautiful. And just, just to bring it back to a point that I think you said very well is it's the outer work is is following the inner work so when you're doing all these things it's like yeah you can you know you can do the best gratitude exercise ever but if you don't take some form of action on it and let it express out of you in the physical world then you're not going to have a seven-figure business you're not going to be impacting people you're not going to be working with you know 30 something clients like julia so yeah, I think you just do that so well, Julie, is you, you know, obviously it's been cool to pick your brain and see the inside, but you know, I see the outside. 
I don't actually work with Julie directly. There's a different point coach. So I'm seeing all the highlights and I'm seeing Julie get these amazing wins. And now I get to talk to you today and see the, the inside of it. And it, it makes so much sense why you're having so much success. So this is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. And so let's say, let's kind of wrap it up here. I think this has been amazing, but what is, I want to do this two ways. So what's been the best piece of advice you've gotten? And I want to say, let's say like pre-COVID or pre-HIC and post-HIC. So before HIC, what was like the best advice that you got? Um, let me think, gosh. Um, I probably think that the best advice that I got is, is kind of the, there's a Gandhi quote, like be the change you want to be in the world. Mm. Um, so it probably didn't come in terms of like a direct quote, but it was really a theme of just being focused on what kind, what you want, like what kind of create, what kind of impact, what kind of change, what kind of difference that you want to make in the world, and then just becoming that. And that doesn't always happen overnight. And for me, it certainly didn't, but it brought me to coaching, which is kind of the way for me of helping to create that impact and that difference for people, you know, for everybody, it's different, but for me, this is the, the coaching piece is totally the right fit. And then following HIC, um, I think, gosh, it's been so much, but I probably would say that higher level mindset was at the, at the core of it all, um, has really been outstanding. And there's just so much more that goes along with that higher level, you know, there's systems, there's marketing, there's hiring staff, there's being totally engaged and plugged into all the trainings and learnings that you guys are leading for us. But I think it really, for me, boils down a lot to the mindset and then aligning the actions the, with the mindset. I have this um, phrase that I share with all my clients and that I adopt um, in my life too. And so probably, I guess that this, if there was one advice now, it's coming to me it's, you know, that we live our lives through this really simple model. Most people do described by be, do, have. And I don't know if you've heard of this, but a lot yeah. of people live it in the doing, like they're in the order is the do have be. So if I do all this work, then I'm going to have the raise or I'm going to have more money or whatever. And then I can be relaxed or then I can be happy or whatever. And really what it's all about is focusing on who you want to be first and that may extend to kind of work that you want to do that if you're being compassionate or caring or giving or what, you know, confident or whatever you want to be first, then you're making decisions around what you want to do. And that even extends to the work that you want to do in your career. And then once you start repeating that, you're going to have the impact or the success or uh, the peace of mind or whatever it is you want. And that that's kind of at a super high level been a little bit of how things have played out for me. That's so beautiful. And <laughs> I'm just thinking right now, you're reminding me of the, this, we have a, an exercise in our program called the appreciation rampage. And so this is where you basically, you're, you know, for giving appreciation for everything in your life or gratitude for 15 minutes and talking about be, do, have, like you, you know, I, after I do this and I just look around, I literally look at like everything and I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Water. That's amazing. Computer. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the problems that I have, they're amazing. And then you're just, you're, are, you're able to flow. You're able to take that action. So Julie, I could, we could, this could be a three hour long podcast <laughs> talking about this stuff. We'll, we'll cut it here. So if anybody wants to work with you, so if there are any leaders 
that are really looking to take that next step and find an amazing job, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I probably would say um, LinkedIn is a great place. I, do, I connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn. So if you're in a professional context, you're probably on LinkedIn. Look me up, Julie Shaler. Um, also email. My email is pretty straightforward. It's just my name, Julie at Julie Shaler. So uh, drop me a message and, um, and let's chat about how, what you're looking for in your career. Perfect. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Feroz. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.